Expounded Universe, Special Edition, The Road to Shambone Law. The book is a fanfic, actually. The year, 2007. The author, now watch this space. Chapters, again, this is a fanfic. With your hosts, Jeff and Claire? That can't be regulation. Whatever, it's not my ass. Let's go. Hey, Expanded Universe listeners, uh, it's Claire here at the top of the show with a special content warning in three parts. Content warning part the first. John is not here. I'm here. I'm running this shit. Content warning part the second. Uh, as much as John and Jeff talk about dicks and butts and boobs, they don't generally get into the nitty gritty talking about sex. And we may be talking about some sex in this episode because we're talking about a sexually explicit fan fiction so be advised content warning the third this fan fiction it features a type of relationship that squicks out a lot of people incest in this case wincest so if none of that is your cup of tea please go listen to a nice warm comforting wholesome episode of system mastery or movie mastery uh but if you hang out after the music if you're still here your family everybody welcome back to expounded universe um a special one a very special expounded universe i'm gonna go with special edition because at least that kind of connects back to the uh, star wars roots although we are very far from the tree at this point are we there's a (laughs) lot this there's some star wars commonalities here shortly (laughs) yes of course well there's at least the one (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna there we go uh yeah i uh John, of course, is on vacation right now. Uh, he has headed to Washington, D.C. for a bit. Uh, wait, should I announce where he's going? Oh, wait, he did. We're good. Everything's yeah. good. No, the, the, the D.C. stalkers are going to be on him immediately People, if you tell he, everyone where he is. Yeah, he's even announced that he's going to do like a, a meetup at a game store there like some night. So, he yeah. like, likes people. It's really weird. I know. I know. I, I would never. <laughs> My vacations are vacations. But... Uh, then again, that's because I just don't care for people in general. If I if I can avoid meeting even with family on vacations, I'm pretty content. Yeah, John's actually been pretty bummed like to be completely stuck in the house. He would like to be stuck in the house 95% of the time, but then at parties, the other 5%. Makes sense. Preferably and, uh, with a friendly dog. So I don't feel good at starting a show without asking this, even if John's not around. So uh, how you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Okay, glad to hear it. So yeah, you're right. We don't usually... I mean, we talk a lot about penises, but we don't follow them where they go uh, <laughs> a lot of the time on the show. Uh, we, I felt I felt off the, we, on a, a system mastery we recorded the other day somehow. No, it was an afterthought. We got around to me talking about how I like taking ropes classes, and I was like, this is too much. I've gone too far. Well, right, and John left you hanging, right? Because you like went into a little TMI, and then you were like, John, it's your turn to do TMI, and he was like, pass. No, it was it was that it's, it's fine. That was me setting him up to to uh, to dunk a, to junk. A, a, I don't. I can't imagine he has any real kinks I, based on his food preferences. 
No, you mean his complete lack of preferences. Yes, I assume. I assume all of his kinks also involve graham crackers and marshmallow. No, he's like you. His kink is like pretty girls touching his penis. <laughs> is, that a, is that a kink or is that a fetish? <laughs> no, it is a fetish. It's a necessary component of a sex act for John. <laughs> okay, good. See, that, that's the detail I needed. But yeah, we're probably going to go a little dirtier on this. Although, honestly... Uh, you know, just to, just to set it up, what we are doing today is is just for fun because John won't be around. We'd be missing a uh, a couple of expounded universes. Uh, we decided to record a a little bit of a bonus content, and rather than reading further chapters along in the Supernatural Witches Canyon book, uh, Claire has suggested that we read some of the copious uh, Sam and Dean fanfic that exists in the world. Although I think it's interesting, Misha Collins, who's the actor who plays uh, Castiel on the show, he posted recently that Dean Castiel now has more fanfics than any other fanfic on the archive of our own. I was really surprised that it has outnumbered Sam and Dean. So, now, does that is that possibly because uh, Sam and Dean tends to be um, like there, there's it gets more extreme and it maybe it doesn't live. I don't, I don't really know much about fanfic. It's not my it's not my kink or fetish. So I don't know if uh, all the like super hulock stuff that's out there. Uh, has to live on a, a, a AO3 or if it actually has another home. Oh, no. You can get as crazy as you want on AO3. It's fine. Okay. Very good. I, I just didn't know if there was like a sort of a a hosting ground for that kind of like heavy on the incest, heavy on oh, the no, nodding. It's, it's AO3. Okay. Very good. <laughs> yeah. So this is this is an incest story, which is very funny to me. Um, Hilarious of- topic. <laughs> Well, it's funny because it gets mentioned directly. I I assume that given that incest is almost certainly the point of incest fic, as opposed to just like, these two dudes are hot and I want to see them make out. It's I mean, no one's going to care unless they're brothers, I assume. Well, so there's actually... So, hi, my name is Claire. I was very involved in fandom for a long time. Mm-hmm. Supernatural is one of those weird things where I have literally never watched an entire episode of the show, but I have read a decent amount of fanfic. <laughs> it was just one of the big fandoms when I was in fandom. And, you know, I was like friends with people on LJ who wrote Supernatural fanfic. So I ended up reading it. And it's like, you don't really need to watch the show. You so, need to know the premise. There's mm-hmm. two hot brothers and they solve supernatural crimes and they have a turbulent relationship and then a lot of people want them to fuck i'm like okay i'm up to speed i'm fine i can read the porn now um <laughs> do, you, so- do you have in your mind pictures of uh, jared padalecki and jensen ackles when you're reading it or do you just kind of elide that part no i do know what they look like okay. and i have the mental pictures this is weird. I know what Jensen's voice sounds like, and I don't know what Jared's voice sounds like. So <laughs> I just have like a random like male actor stand-in voice for Jared's voice when I'm reading a fic. You're probably better off than I am, even even several episodes into the show. I still can't remember which one's which, because the book goes out of its way to help when I'm reading when I'm reading my way through the, the novel. They're like like Sam collegeishly said the following <laughs> thing to Dean, who was probably like smoking and I never went to high school cigarette or something and, and- looking at a girl because he <laughs> likes girls we don't have time for your college boy crap Samster or Dean whichever one's which whatever one you are <laughs> I'm so bad about that and in this it, it I, I don't know you'll have to tell me because I have already forgotten which one's which again but uh it felt to me like it might be that the younger college boy one is the top 
in this? Yes. So I okay. want to give a little background on, on Wincest and what it's all about. So you were saying the, the incest is the point. And that is definitely the case for like maybe half of incest fic that you will come across mm-hmm. on in fanfic sites. It's yeah. a very common trope in erotica, obviously. And in fanfic, it's no exception. And so a, a decent amount of the writers are writing it because they want to kind of play with the taboo, the incest taboo, because of course, taboos are always a turn on for some people. Yeah. But with this one in particular, there definitely is a contingent of people who are like, I always must slash the two hot white male leads. Mm. And these two hot white male leads happen to be brothers. I'm going to slash them anyway. I'm not really going to deal with the incest element of it. There's actually a huge alternate universe movement in this fandom where people write about them except they're not brothers i was gonna say i feel like this would be uh, it's funny because if there's a single line in it about hey this is like clearly incest uh and, and if they replace that line with literally by the way i just found out we're not actually brothers it, <laughs> it, it wouldn't change the fic and i was one i was wondering if if uh that kind of thing would be like don't do that <laughs> that ruins it for most of your readers well there was an interesting converse of that that i read the other day while i was deciding which one we should do um where it's st- starts out and it seems like it's going to be an alternate universe where they're not brothers because like Sam has a different last name Mm -hmm. but then it turns out the twist is it's an alternate universe where they are brothers but they were separated when they were young so they're already fucking and then they find out they're brothers and then there's drama that is the Star Wars connection we were talking okay that's our (laughs) (laughs) but uh, yeah I can see that that people would routinely just ship whoever's hot and muscly and white and a dude so you probably had like a bunch of uh clark and oliver from back in the old smallville days um i know i know even less about smallville than i do about supernatural so uh, that's just superman and green arrow for a little while they were they were almost the two main leads Ah. although i should probably just say clark and lex i bet you there's a million times more yeah so much foyer also always a thing um yeah, so so there's always some fic that's like about the taboo itself. Mm-hmm. And then there's this weird kind of division between incest fic that sort of like acknowledges that it's wrong and bad, but then it's hot because it's wrong and bad. And then really like maybe more recently in the fandom, there's started to be more of just like happy, shiny, schmoopy incest fic. Mm-hmm which I'm generally not super excited about because like, I'm here for the wrongness and the taboo. I was going to say, I feel like the taboo is pretty much the point. But then again, that that is constantly the way things go. They Things start taboo right. in, in kink and fetish stuff, and then eventually it becomes reclaimed. Someone's like, no, screw that. I don't want to feel bad about my thing. I'm going to write it as if I'm joyous about it. And then that picks up its own movement and steam and goes long. And then you've got... You know, everyone is a stepbrother now on Pornhub. <laughs> I wonder if I wonder if the Dean and Castile ship has exploded because all of the slashers who were watching the show and who were sort of ambivalent about incest, but are like, I need to ship the two white male hot leads. We're like, mm. oh, thank God, another hot male white lead who's not biologically related to these ones. I mean, is let's it, switch to that. Is there a possibility that it's because the show made a kind of winking acknowledgement towards it at near the very, very end of the of the run where? I think you, you had Kaz saying, I love you before he died or something. That was like right at the end, though. And Dean Castile's been big from the very beginning. Okay, well, I know, but it only recently overtook. And the show's been over since like 2017 or something. Well, it only recently overtook. But this was, I mean, we're talking about like, I think it's 10,000 fix of Dean Castile now. So Jeez, this has okay. had momentum for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, I don't know how that, I assume that generally doesn't work that way. That people are simply more likely to oppose the actual pairings that the show comes up with i know that definitely happened with avatar 
Right. People were super mad about Aang, about Aang Katara. Yeah, speaking of incest, apparently there's a lot of Azula Zuko, which I need to go find right now. <laughs> I'm down for it. I can see it. And uh, that there's no way you can write that schmoopy. That has to be a dysfunctional taboo incest. Well, yeah, because they fucking hate each other. It's yeah. not It's not like the brothers <laughs> where they kind of grudgingly appreciate each other most of the time and w- would go, go to bat for each other. Those two straight up fight. So you got to assume they fight fuck. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably like a, it's like a Magna Chi, but with penises and... <laughs> I mean, at least one penis, you know, just, probably. probably, probably a whole I don't bunch. know what's going on. With I mean, there's Zula. probably like Let's a bunch of dudes line up the line the walls and so on. You know, <laughs> you gotta have a bunch of observers, so it's an official Magna Chi. Magni Chi? I haven't seen the show in forever. Agni Chi? I Agni? feel like it's Agni Chi. Yeah, okay. I watched it recently. Oh, very good. With the child, which was a bad call, because uh, then he was like going high and kicking and punching things <laughs> for weeks. I was like, wow, did not see this coming. Stupid of me. So the first thing I thought when I was reading this is for there there are it, it, the uh, the one we're reading is called Road to Shambhala right which is I looked this up it is a song by Three Dog Night which is a classic rock song and it is a song that appears in season two of the show oh very good um, That's... the lyrics are not like especially meaningful <laughs> Jeff showed me this meme the other day oh yes yeah because <laughs> yeah the meme uh, it's an old it's an old tweet it's from like 2019 and it was like uh, it, every time you open a fic it's called like uh, like, uh, we are not among the stars, in parentheses, and we are not forgiven. And then the first tag is anal fisting. <laughs> yeah. Very common trope in fanfic is for the title to be some, like, emo song lyric. So some it's just artsy, the title of the song. Yeah. Some artsy thing that Strong Sad would come up with. Yeah. And then the, the, li- <laughs> the full contents is pure fuck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm just going to call my next fic pure fuck. Just, I did- let's get right, <laughs> right down to business. <laughs> Um, so yeah, the, the lyrics of this song are not particularly relevant. I think that the author just kind of picked it. This, this actually, one of the other reason I picked this fic is because it's really old. It is from 2007. It's from like midway through season two of the show. Mm-hmm. So given that the book is set early in the show's continuity. Yeah, it's from season one. We have a fanfic that's set early in the show's continuity. Which is good because I would, I would have been lost if I had to deal with like Kaz and, and, uh, 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 Crowley and any of the other late period characters that keep showing up in the bonus content where I have to just be like, I don't know who this is. And John's like, another hunter or yeah. their mom. Yet more demons. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, the lore in the later game. season gets a little Baroque. I think my favorite thing about that show is that there are two major demon antagonists and one of them is named Alistair and the other one is named Crowley. Yeah. And you know that they didn't plan for that in the first place. They were just like, oh, let's just keep going with the name. <laughs> Did I feel like middle... they probably planned for you that. Think they did? Okay, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> uh, but I, I didn't even consider that it might be the title of a song. I just figured it was, I thought the pretension was going to derive just from the concept of Shambhala being involved at all. Because, you know, Shambhala is like a mythical Buddhist city that lives between uh, the Himalayas and the Gobi Desert somewhere. And right. is supposed to be unfindable unless you're meant to find it. So this writer actually does not do pretentious titles. Um, So one of the reasons I chose this also is that this writer, Astolot, is a huge figure in fandom. Um, she's been really active in a ton of different fandoms for a long time. She's one of the like founding members of the Archive of Our Own. Mm-hmm. Um, she is a very successful professional author in her real life identity, but she does not like to have her fanish identity connected to her real life identity. Ooh, okay. It's an open secret in fandom who she is, but she doesn't like it to be Googleable, so I'm not going to mention it. It's probably Veronica Whitley Robinson, author of uh, the... Star Wars book that we read last that was written by totally Lonnie. yeah <laughs> can't even remember the name of it Star Wars Galaxies uh, Ruins of Dantooine 
I also picked this one because she's a big girl with big girl panties. So if you shit all over this and it somehow gets to her, she's not going to like be crying into her beer. Or oh, something. that's good. I wasn't planning on it. In fact, <laughs> I, I diverted off a while ago. But one of the things I wanted to say was I felt like it, at parts, this is written as well or better than the the you know professionally published novel that we are reading. Absolutely. Uh, it, it definitely leans a little less on constantly reminding you about who the two characters are. Um one of the things that that I am starting to get real sick of when my, reading my way through the, the the novel is flashbacks to their dad. There's so friggin' many of them, and here I think they barely mention him. I think there's one point where they mention dear old dad or something. Right. I'm um, granted that's because in this they they are going way off script and spending a lot of time like you know boning their way through New Orleans, um, which is a great place to bone your way around. <laughs> I've never been to New Orleans. I would I would not know. One of these days, John was mad at me the other day for not having been there. I'm mad at you. So How I've, dare you? You've been several times and never once have I been consulted or invited. I'm so sorry. Granted, it's because we spent we spent a lot of our our uh, college years not talking to each other. So we got over it. We did. We're fine now. Everything's fine. <laughs> it's great. It's great. Fucker. Fucking... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, yeah, I, I I found that this fic was at least comparable to the book that we're reading. Then again, I don't like the book we're reading so i don't know if that's really a strong compliment uh <laughs> i mean we're, we're at least we've cleared the lowest bar possible i could the i could prose see, is readable yeah. if it wasn't for uh the the incest nature of this i i could see it being something that would get published uh also the fact that it's, it would be like five pages long it would probably need some more meat on the bones she and, definitely has some longer stuff but yes. i decided to pick something that no, was I, I, I think you did the right thing. in length to a couple chapters of this book. I mean, I read this at like in like an hour today, so yeah. it, it was fine. This is this is right in my in, in the range for to, to do for a special edition. The first thing you sent me was oh, you didn't send it to me, but you're like, this one's seventy two thousand five hundred words long, and I was like, that is longer than the book we're reading. Yeah. I am not reading it. Pass. <laughs> no, I I when I'm going through fanfic, first of all. My primary interaction with fanfic is wank material. Yeah, Just, of course. I'll have a TMI moment since John didn't bite the other day. I don't really do porn videos, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. images sometimes, but like this is my bread and butter right here is is written sexy fiction. Yeah. So there's like a good length for a wank, right? Like you definitely don't want to, if you're just settling down for a wank, you don't want like a 50,000 word fic and mm -hmm. like 500 is not really enough to like get the foreplay going sure, for the wank. Sure. So it's like maybe like a thousand to 99.99 is that good wank range of okay. word length. Well, I think for the special edition fanfic review, uh, if we're establishing it as a thing that might go forward into the future, obviously I need to ask you the, the, the most relevant question about that. Would mm. you, could you with this fic? I mean, this fic hits some buttons, which is good, mm -hmm. but it's on a, so on the archive of our own, there's different ratings for stories and it's not like G PG PG 13, but there's uh, there's a distinction between mature and explicit. Yeah. Astolot has this marked as explicit, but I would class this more as mature because we're maybe on like Skinamax level where it's like kind of soft core level. Yeah, I'm right there with of you. Explicitness. This, I mean, and I tend an to want a bit more. That, this is an anal scene in it that I did not realize was an anal scene until right. about three lines into it. Barely mentions butts. I definitely had to yeah. read that paragraph a couple times. I was like, oh, this is butt stuff. Oh. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm right there with you. The, the, in, in terms of what I was expecting, this is practically panning away to a fireplace. Yes. And, and, and yet it still has, you know, it's straight up, there is an anal sex scene here. But I was just like, oh, I've, I've, 
read way more explicit. And uh, I mean, granted, this didn't really work for me. I definitely do not count uh, incest among my my kinks. In fact, I'm more likely to watch porn nowadays muted just so I don't <laughs> accidentally hear that stepbrother crap they started oh, putting. No. It well, because here's the thing about the stepbrother thing or, or, or the step family porn stuff. All it means is that they've they've realized, oh, there's a market for people who are into that particular fetish or kink. And it's super easy to just have at the beginning of like the, uh, the pre-sex scene, just have go, have one of them go, I'm your, si- your sister by marriage. And then they could just go do the regular fucking scene. And, and, uh, they've bought a new market for like that one line. That's fascinating because that's so like, um, a semi incest, right? Cause it doesn't like trigger the biological squick, but you still maybe have like the raised together squick element. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Cause I feel like it's gotta be something born of personal, like I'm, I, I uh, don't have any step brother, I have a brother and a sister and all from the same parents though. So I don't really have that kind of connection to being, sharing my house with someone who I'm not related to, but I was attracted to as a teenager or whatever. Right. And I'm wondering if th- if that is more ubiquitous than I thought, or if just the knowledge that that is a potential scenario is enough for a lot of people who are, fe- who are uh, into that as their kink. I have no idea. Yeah. My guess is that it's probably not super common, but it's more like it's, it's like halfway to the taboo. And mm-hmm. so enough people will go there. Whereas maybe a smaller number of people would really go in for the full incest. Taboo I feel like you could like probably related charge. and grew up together. I, I think you could probably charge more for it because it used to just be, you know, it'd be the other equivalent of the Americana, you know, teenage sex experience of just having a, a woman come by and be like, hi, I'm the girl next door. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Can you help me find my keys in the bush? I don't know. I, I, don't I think they're porn. in my clitoris. <laughs> <laughs> That's the last place I checked. <laughs> anyway, uh, to to get to the uh, the fic itself, uh, but yeah, I was just gonna say I I don't think I could I could I've I've uh, this is like the second fic I've read unironically, right? Which is to say I've read several, but always whenever I read a fic, it's always because someone sent it to me and they're like, "This is the dumbest fucking thing in the world." Right, you bad re- fic. Yeah. Yes, yeah, and the kind of fic where where oh god, there was. Some shit I read a long time ago that was like Supergirl meets this cast of Scooby Doo, and oh, no. but the problem was someone had already done, they they did what they called the Misty treatment to it, where they like okay, so that stands for Mystery Science Theater. Oh, okay, and, got it. And it, they basically were just like, okay, we're gonna write, we're gonna read this fic, and also us, the people who got this fic, are gonna write comments in the fic ah. uh, in the Joel uh, Joel and Crow and Tom Servo voices, and I was like, oh man, the the original fic was funny. Your commentary is not. Yeah, no. That, so I had to like delete all that shit. And then I was like, all right, now let's read someone's terrible story. Yeah, no, my standards for bad fic are so high at this point. It's very hard for me to even get something to register at that like so bad it's good level. Just because I've read such pinnacles and or nadirs mm-hmm. of weird... So I did volunteer for the archive for a while as a tag wrangler. Yeah. Which is... This is the most amazing thing about this archive, which is like the tagging feature. So you can get very specific in searching for exactly what it is that you want to wank to, should that be what you're using the archive for. Yeah. But people have to go in and like create connections between these tags manually. So what was the fan? Oh, it was Dawson's Creek. I was mm-hmm. just like, it was on the list that needed a wrangler. I was like, sure, I'll do Dawson's Creek. So I'm going through Dawson's Creek and I'm like tagging the ship names and like, you know, synonyms and matching them up and stuff. And I come across this fic that is Joey. It's a crossover. So it's Joey from Dawson's Creek. And then it was... The shrimp character from the Muppets. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yes, I do. Pepe from the from yes. Muppets Tonight. So someone, and it was not sexually explicit, but it was a romance between Joey from <laughs> Dawson's Creek and, and Pepe. From- 
Pepe the Prawn. (laughs) Yeah, that was next level. And then uh, there's an infamous Lucius Draco skull fucking fic in Harry Potter fandom that like nothing can gross me out after that. Okay, so they're fucking each other's skulls or one of them is getting their skull fucked. Okay. I I, I had a brief moment where I was like, are they just taking turns on like a skull from a room? (laughs) No, I could see that, but that would not really register with me. I'd be like, okay, it's a Tuesday. That's fine. It's a little weird, but what do you do? I assume this happens every day at Malfoy Manor. The skull in question was Morty from Planescape Torment. (laughs) It's a crossover. It's crazy. (laughs) Uh, uh, So... So yeah, this is my second time trying to, uh, and I was trying to be open minded when I was reading it. I was like, oh, I'm gonna come door closed. I got my air conditioning on. I'm into hot dudes. Why not? Let's, <laughs> sure. let's, let's see if this does anything for me. It, it it did, and I felt like I was just sort of reading a fun, dry story about two dudes doing each other. And I don't <laughs> know if maybe it angst. needed to be more explicit or less. I don't know. I I genuinely don't know. I would need a little more. Yeah. Uh, I, I might just not be. You, you're probably the only person who's ever been on our show who actually knows my personal porn habits. Right. And um. And, and yeah, this is never going to get anywhere near them. Yeah, the only person who's known and lived to tell the tale. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's like it's like seeing Shumagorath or something. You're likely to be driven insane by it. Gibbering madness, just <laughs> sent to an asylum immediately. So anyway, um, this starts with uh, it's got kind of a, a a sex mistake prologue. Right. So it's interesting. This is, I guess this is supposed to be a first time Wincest fic, mm-hmm. um, not like an established Wincest relationship fic. Yeah. And that's half the fun, right? Because the whole like push pull of the incest taboo is like, oh, I want you so bad, but I feel so ashamed about wanting you. Will we do this? Will we won't do this? Right, so like right. it has, first time is where it's at. Yeah. That way they can get mad. And plus the fact that you have this kind of like unseen, it happens off screen sex mistake that, that the two of them get involved in just being drunk in a car. Um, you can do the whole thing where one of them gets mad at the other one and starts trying to push them away, but then brings them back in. I, it, it, it matches a pretty classic romance structure. Right. And again, not having seen the show, we're like the least qualified people to talk about supernatural fan fiction, given sure. that neither of us have seen the fucking show. Well, whatever. They're, they're brothers and one of them's a college boy and the other one's a, a grumpy mercenary and they they, uh, they have grudging love for each other. Right. But my understanding is that they have this relationship on the show that is very emotionally intense and also emotionally turbulent. That yes. they're kind of codependent, but they do this push-pull thing all the time, which is also part of what inspires people to ship them. Because yes. they're already kind of feeding into those like romance tropes of being very intensely connected to each other but being dysfunctional right yeah which is completely different from the, the only fic i could imagine in my head when i was trying to do one which was clark lex and i was like <laughs> well, in that one clark's a big dumb stupid idiot and lex is just sort of like into dumb guys yeah no i need i need some some dysfunction i think in my the other big pairing that i've been reading lately is from falcon and the winter soldier bucky zemo Oh, that Bucky is Zemo. where it is at. Okay, so uh, obviously because it's the two hot white dudes, you can't... Right, no, it's two hot white dudes. No one's inviting Sam. You know, there is a lot of Bucky Sam, but it's really fucking wholesome. Oh, and I can't yeah. I can't get down with that. I need it to be bad. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of hoping there's a lot of wholesome Bucky Sarah stuff out there. There is some, Good. Yes. Glad to hear it because that was, a, that was a charming little relationship on mm-hmm. that show. But yeah, so it starts with the two of them. I believe that uh, the two that they got fucked up fighting some kind of monster. As uh, they do. Uh, I don't remember which kind. Uh, and they they were in a clinic, but but if they stayed in the clinic, it was going to start drawing attention from police or something, which is a problem for them. So they grabbed a bunch of gear and just drove out into the wilderness somewhere down like that. It says they're in Oklahoma and they're in a random town called Etowah. Um, 
and it's winter, so it's cold, yes. and they have to sleep in the car. Yes, yeah, we're it setting all the signs. It being cold and having to sleep in proximity, often a prelude to sex. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, that's how I get most of my sex. Is, mm-hmm. It's, it's Just a pain in the Just cranking the AC and it's, being yeah. like, hey, Florence. It's a problem because I live in San Diego, but <laughs> I got I to work for it. I got to be like, hey, let's go into that walk-in fridge at the Trader Joe's. Oh, no, we're stuck in here. <laughs> I okay now. So another thing that's being fandom is AU's, where you sort of have characters who have the same names, same appearance, similar character traits, but in a completely different situation. Yeah. So coworker AU is big. So maybe they're like baristas, or maybe they work at a mm-hmm. store together or something. Now I'm thinking that I need to take all the fandom AU's of like you know stuck in the cold together, have to be warm, but like put it on a grocery store AU trapped in the walk-in together. Has anyone gonna, written this fix? Is that going to work? I thought the whole point with the AU. I mean, ba- granted, my full extent of knowledge of AU fanfic is entirely Twilight, or, or um, right. sorry, you know, Fifty Shades. A- a- and I was like, okay, so why does Fifty Shades do what it does? Well, moving them to a billionaire and a billionaire's dumb girlfriend is is o- automatically more glamorous than high school student and Civil War survivor. Like, <laughs> like uh, so I, I would assume that I, in my head, I was like, okay, AUs are either going to move people to war or to rich. No, AUs are generally most interesting to people when they put them in a very different milieu from in the show. Okay. So Supernatural is like, you know, it's fantasy, it's dark, it's kind of like thrilling, scary. So then people find it entertaining to put them in a more mundane setting. Yeah. Whereas if it was like, I don't know, Shit's Creek or something, then your AU fic would probably put them on a space station. You right. know, you'd have to put them in a completely different tone. I, I kind of want to read Shit's Creek on a space station. I don't want there to be any sex in it. I just kind of want the show to keep going, but on a space station. Yeah, I don't think I want Shit's Creek incest. I'm not. <laughs> I don't feel it's like it's not on my list. Did they even do that? Oh no, wait. Yeah, he was bi. He was not. Okay, it's fine. I'm trying. Hey, Dan- you know, canon sexualities do not matter for Fick. We will make it work. I know. I know. I, I, I'm uh, clearly look at what we're reading. Um, but yeah, I feel like we found the format for this show right away because yeah, neither of us knows the first fucking thing about Supernatural, <laughs> but you can explain fanfic to mm-hmm. me at, at length. But anyway, the two of them get drunk on whiskey and beer, which I, I guess they thought, it even says in here, they're like, oh, it's going to fortify them against the cold. And I feel like these two probably spent enough time in survival boot camp with their dad to know that being drunk doesn't actually fortify you from the cold. It just makes you think you are. Right. But I feel like an undercurrent to this fic, and this is common in, in Wincest, is that there's like subtextual they have been wanting to fuck the ah, whole time yeah, okay so yeah, like there's, there's a lot of that oh we have to get drunk together to stay warm no you're you're looking for an excuse to fucking notably other. the first couple times they actually engage in like not accidental blackout sex they're still getting drunk so drunk yeah there's some consent issues here we'll get to that yeah so they're eating a bunch of they're eating sandwiches there's really it's funny because this story i feel like it could probably slow down a little that was kind of my big critique of this on reading it for uh, something i read in like 45 minutes i was still like god they go to like eight locations why don't they just <laughs> slow down a little and let's, let's you know let's hear more about their butts see um, why well, i would agree with hearing more about their butts but i was contrasting this with Witch's canyon in that i feel like Witch's canyon is trying for page count and so you get a lot of details like checking in with what is her name juliet julia whatever Juliet, yeah checking Juliet in with her over and over again a lot of information you really don't need yeah whereas one thing that i like about the short fiction format that is so common in fanfic is it often tends to be more economical yeah no, it's very zingy because, I mean, this uh, this tells us everything they had for dinner. They had bagel sandwiches with ham, cheese, bacon, and egg, and they had uh, pudding cups for dessert. And these details are actually important to the story because 
the whole issue of their lifestyle as they're hunting and living in cars and eating the shit food is a theme kind of running throughout this. Yeah, because uh, Dean, who is the not college one, I think. Yes. Uh, Dean is, is like, oh, I don't want my brother to live this shit life and eat this shit food and live the way I do, which is definitely part of the early season's run of that show. Right. Um, but anyway. He wants his kale salad, goddammit. <laughs> yes, he wants to go back to his... I believe dead at this point, girlfriend. Um, yep. <laughs> and and his his burned at this point identity, so he can't go back to college. But he can't uh, because he loves his brother too much in the work. But anyway, the two of them more or less black out. Uh, and then Sam, I, th- I forget who was. Oh, it's Dean. It's, 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 it's mostly Dean yeah, POV. It's, it's Dean yeah. POV. Um, and, and it's it's Sam PIB. Um, <laughs> And uh, and Dan or sorry, Dean wakes up and just merge like, the names. That's what you should do from now on. Just call them both Dan. <laughs> well, now I'm back to Shit's Creek. I mean, his name isn't Dan on the show, but Dan Levy is my favorite character on it. Um, anyway, um, Dean wakes up and he's got a dick on his stomach. Like, right, uh, they're both. They like have their pants shoved down. They're laying on top of each other, and there's like jizz drying on them. And Dean's like, "Oh my god, we fucked!" Like yes. apparently doesn't remember it. Yeah, and I think one, this is one of my little bits of heightened sex reality that I thought I, I found amusing in here is that it's not a dick on his stomach; it's a hard dick on his stomach. And I'm like, "Is uh, it? No, it's yeah, not. Yeah, it that is. wouldn't be hard. Come on." That's exactly what I was saying. Yeah, right here, <laughs> and and that was Sam's goddamn cock lying pressed up to his belly and hard, tacky against his skin. Oh well, it was morning wood. That's legitimate. I guess maybe because these dudes are not quite in their thirties yet. Oh, yeah. No, I, I think one's 29 and one's 25 or something. Yeah. If I have morning wood these days, I call the fucking doctor. <laughs> if you have an erection lasting more than two <laughs> minutes, please call your doctor if you are over the age of 40. So I guess I can see that. But to me, that was a bit of the heightened reality I get from reading like, you know, DeviantArt or FetLife profiles and yeah. so on where people are like, oh, I'm into boners that never go away and hyper come and blah, blah, blah. So I thought that was the rest of this is very, very grounded for a show about hunting ghost witches um <laughs> little magical realism where the dick is concerned exactly i was like oh yeah well uh, and you need that i assume that's a fake thing to not have to deal with the messy pointless realities of actual dicks so you don't have to see them as like you know deflated balloons at any point looking crappy and like 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 jokes yes yeah. i mean flaccid dicks are only ever mentioned like when they're already halfway to getting hard. Yes, Nobody exactly. ever just talks about the waggling phase. No, no one no one likes that. So obviously if we're going to describe one, and it's the first description of a dick in this chapter, even if it doesn't make any sense, it's got to be ready to rumble. Yeah, set the tone. Yeah. So anyway, to get away from the dick for a minute. Uh, Dean is obviously very mad, uh, pushes Sam off him, stumbles out of the car. Um, you know, he's like, what the fuck is this? What the fuck just happened? And Sam, Sam's like, you know, we were drunk. Right, so I don't know that Dean is mad. He's freaked out. Yes, I don't think um, he's mad. I think he's that. What the fuck is this? Is just kind of his way of reacting to shocks. Right, shocked. Um, but then also, it's kind of the question of like there is the subtextual, like clearly at least one of them wanted this to happen, but it is ambiguous at this point who that was. Yes, yeah. I, I, I although for my money, I think it's supposed to be Sam at this yes. point who's the push. Um, I, Although I, Dean, interestingly, is saying, I'm sorry to Sam. So I think Dean thinks he initiated it. Well, I think there's a question here as to whether they engaged in, because this, ob- this is a top and bottom and, and uh, an anal sex fic, but I don't know that this initial story is that. Is that. Right. They may have just been, you know, jerking each frothing, other off. Yeah, as they, it were. They could have been, yeah, they could have been cock rub warriors, um, which is another fic I have read. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a fic necessarily. It's not based on a fan work. Um, anyway, 
yeah, Sam is the one who he starts talking before he's even awake. He's like, ow, or something, which, right. and, and then he's like, oh, D-, he, he says Dean. And and the, this is the point where the book uh, or the fic decides to let us know that Dean's got, or that Sam has a different voice here where he's just, the first thing he says is Dean in kind of a em- emphatic and meaningful way. Yes. Yeah. In an unusual tone of voice. Now they're grumpy about this, but only because they were drunk, they're hungover, they've been sleeping in a car on top of each other. This is not a comfortable situation. And also, of course, they just had sex, and that's right. At least Dean is freaked out by the fact that they have had sex. Unclear if Sam is actually freaked out about the fact that they had sex. Yeah, notably, Sam does all the stuff that a confident, powerful man does after he has sex. He wakes up and he's like, Ugh, and he stretches and yawns, goes off to takes pi- a leak, takes a leak, know. exact doesn't get dressed. I want go- some breakfast. Wanders off to piss first. <laughs> that's that's classic postcoital like dominant dude stuff. Is to be like, I'm not getting dressed. I'm gonna go piss, and you're gonna hear it. Yeah, so I was reading the fan lore article about Sam and Dean where they sort of summarize the whole ship and the fandom. And apparently Sam is usually the top. That's interesting. And if it's a kinky fix, Sam is usually the dom slash top, which I guess is part of this trope of like someone who, like a man who is like hyper masculine and in control in his daily life would have to be the bottom and or the sub. I think that aspect of their their consistent fan relationship has come up on our our regular show. Ah. I think that John John knew off the top of his head that, that Dean is always the bottom. Um, I, I assume because he's just liked the show for so much for so long that he's picked that up through osmosis. Oh, yeah. Or maybe he just has a secret fic fan, uh, thing that he does, he's never told me about. Or maybe Jensen just has a bottom vibe in the show. I don't know. <laughs> oh, oh, that's right. Jensen. I, I always... I have this real problem with this show where I, where every time I look at the two of them, I'm like, okay, well, based on the way they look, that one's the college boy and that one's the one who spent his life living in cars. Um, and, and yeah, yet, Jared's and yet the show's got some hobo hair about him. Yeah. 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 I, I, I am constantly, every time I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot. That's okay. Sure. I have to wonder sometimes if it's because Sam is taller than Dean and that's why he's the top. Oh, that, <laughs> that'd be sad. <laughs> and bottom yet, we were talking recently about how top and bottom culture grosses me out. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, me too, for the most part. Uh, but again, that's just because I only have like three kinks to my name and none of them are that. <laughs> <laughs> but I try not to judge as I as I judge this. No, you pick. don't. You try not to publicly judge, bitch. <laughs> I mean, OK, I, I'm assuming you're basing that on some actual knowledge of me that I'm not remembering off the top of my head. So were you just in the after this was public, although to your smaller audience, were you just talking shit in the afterthought about how you can't stand other tops? Oh, well, yes, but that's, but <laughs> that that's not, judging, no, that, that's sir. not that I can't stand topping. I can't stand tops. Right. I'm not judging the activity. I'm judging the people. Yes. Yeah. They're awful. <laughs> <laughs> just, just awful. No, you know what? I'm guessing that the tops who show up, um, to like rope classes and are like, oh, I've been here so often. I don't even need to do the thing. I'm just yes. going to wander around in the back room kind of and occasionally drift in to check out the talent. And I'm like, that person is the worst. Yes. Yeah. I would say that I also dislike a lot of bottoms based on the classes I've taken because I took some, I've taken a lot of classes at, uh, at pride festivals where you'll see like some dude who's doing puppy play and you're like, you're like, dude, fucking sit down. Just, just <laughs> sit down and listen to the lecture. Quit rubbing against the guy who's trying to teach the class. I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to watch this. I, I get That's it. That's my fetish. <laughs> my fetish is you sit in the fucking your chair. <laughs> I can't get off. <laughs> anyway, um, the two of them kind of uh, try to get past this. They, there's a lot of unspoken silence. They go to get like breakfast somewhere. Right. And this is where we sort of get to like, what is the 
emotional storyline here because there is a plot and they go here and they do this and they go there and they do this and they fucking blah 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 yeah but the the emotional plot that's going on here is and i assume this is carried over from canon that dean feels conflicted about sam being a hunter with him that Mm -hmm. dean feels like he's condemned to this life he always has to be a hunter but he feels like sam should have other options so on the one hand he wants sam to go and have a better life so sam can be free and normal but on the other hand he is codependent and like you know needs sam to be with him at all times and so like this is the emotional tension at the heart of the fic yeah one of the things i picked up from reading the book is i feel like uh Dean is uh, pretty self-doubting. He's got a lot of like uh, crippling survivor's guilt about his yep. brother, which I feel like is the kind of thing he's had a hard time getting past. And specifically, that even if he were to ask his brother, hey, do you want to do this? Do you want to be running on the road with me? And Sam's going to be like, yes, every time. And Dean will just never believe him. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but the two of them go to breakfast. Uh, and I, I think notably, you, we start seeing the real Dom behavior from Sam here. Uh, because after breakfast, Sam just reaches into Dean's pocket to get the car keys. Right. And, and he's like, like okay. you pay. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> that's not a toss off moment. That's a, you don't reach into your brother's pocket for shit unless you're about to fuck your brother. Uh, so that's that, that was uh, that was kind of a neat moment. But that's pretty much the end of that's like the first line break in the storyline is, is uh, it says like 900 miles later, they were in Wyoming or something and and uh, trying to put the whole thing behind them. Right. So so Dean is freaked out by the fact that they had sex, but it seems like he's mostly freaked out because he thinks that this is what is going to prompt Sam to finally leave. Yes. He's like he thinks that Sam will be so weirded out that Sam will leave Dean alone. Yeah. And he sort of feels excited about Sam leaving, but also scared of Sam. Yes, notably, he keeps waffling on that all the way through the fic, where he's like, oh, if I let Sam fuck me the way he is clearly trying to, maybe he'll stay with me. And then he's like, shit, if he stays with me because of that, then that's not a good enough reason. Right. And, and it's it's this whole kind of waffling thing. Um, and this would be an aspect where I feel that it is far superior to Witch's Canyon, because there's actually like some character motivation complexity some emotions that are coming across well in the text whereas like Witches Canyon and honestly a lot of tie-in novels don't really even try to have that kind of interplay depicted with the characters tie-in novels are kind of hamstrung especially like Witches Canyon which is like oh it's it's a season one fic it happens between season one and season two you can't change the beginning or the end state of these characters sure but they're not even really trying to explore the emotional dynamic aside from like oh college guy yeah I mean oh I like boobs they can't because if they explore the call it they they explore the dynamic it changes it and if they explore the dynamic they have to talk about how they want to (laughs) fuck i think it's 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 less strict than it is in star wars where you'll routinely see like luke be like well i'm i can't take the x-wing on this mission and you're like oh it's because his ship's gonna blow up (laughs) (laughs) like star wars literally won't let them destroy his (laughs) x-wing even though it's just some fucking x-wing and he could get another one there's always a way around that you just have to say it's a duplicate yeah but every time he's like i think i'll take a b-wing on this mission you're like oh that shit's blowing up it's like when you're watching an old action movie and you see them come out in a really cheap car and you're like oh that car's gonna explode you can tell they bought an explodey car all right anyway yeah we get a whole lot of story here about how dean is worried that sam will leave or won't leave or whatever and we get some investment in the current era of second uh, season supernatural about which i know nothing apparently they've managed to kill the yellow eyes demon right so i think this was i think this fic is written midway through season two at which point they are trying to kill him but they haven't succeeded no but asked a lot well asked a lot is assuming that it has happened this story is set 
after season oh, okay. two in yeah, the future. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense, And yeah. they do ultimately kill the LOI demon at the end of season two, so that was a correct prediction. Oh, very good. I did um, not know that that, I thought that was maybe the, the finale of season one or something. No, it's the finale of season two, and I actually did have to go back and check the dates to figure out, because she calls it future fic in a note, so okay. it's supposed to be set in the future relative to the state of the show at the time it was written. Yeah, I don't know, the timeline's yeah. weird. So I'm going to have to guess that Sam getting premonitions about ghosts is a season two thing because that gets zero mention in, in in the book I'm reading. Yes. Um. And the the future uh, the theorizing here is that once they kill the yellow eyes demon, they both thought that that would probably end all of his kind of Sybil status. But it, but instead, it's it's made it if anything stronger. Uh, now he's just constantly a ghost phone, and which sucks. Yes. No. It, I mean, I remember Haley Joel Osment as well as everybody else. Um. Yeah, so so he uh, that's kind of one of the do- driving forces of why they go anywhere or do anything in this in this fic is he he keeps getting messages from ghosts and witches and stuff and in fact uh right away he's starting to get a contact from someone named like Ellen or something who wants him to uh, oh, I'm sorry Dean calls Ellen to, to check in on the status of a witch who was sending Sam messages. Yes. So a witch is psychically communicating with Sam, basically saying, come to Louisiana, I need some help. Yeah. And then Dean has to talk to this other hunter, Ellen, about whom I know nothing. Maybe we could do her for the expanded, expanded universe. I don't know. <laughs> um, to like have her do research on this witch and find out if this witch is a good witch or a bad witch, know if it's safe to go there. Yeah, and Dean, I, I'm I'm assuming this is a regular feature of him. He kind of operates on a a favor barter system in his life, and so he's like, okay, Ellen owes me favors, and here's why. And we get a whole bunch of stuff about how like they had to kill a guy named Gunter uh, because Gunter was trying to kill Dean, or maybe didn't kill him. I don't know. No, the the other hunters Luger, were trying to kill Sam. Yeah, I don't know what was up with that. I assume they think he's got the, the premonition thing is that he might be like the second reincarnation. We have no idea. But in any event, uh, this is our, our chance to see that Dean is fiercely protective of his brother, saying, telling Ellen, like, hey, yeah, thanks for letting me know that that's a good witch out there. I guess we'll go visit her. By the way, if anyone ever comes after my brother again, tell him I'm going to fucking kill him. Yep. Um, and there you go. And, uh, which is, I mean, I would say that it's fairly normal to be willing to kill people to protect your siblings, but like, it's got such like a dark intensity to it that that's really reinforcing the well, the thing that makes fucked it up nature of their relationship. The whole thing that happens with Luger or whatever off screen, I don't know what the fuck it is. So t- to me, it's like he's just talking to this relatively normal person who's like, hey, say, hey, Dean, what do you need? What's going on? And he's like, if anyone comes after my fucking brother, I'll kill him. And she's like, okay. I'll t- <laughs> well, yeah, it's interesting that the difference between fanfic and the tie-in novel. So the tie-in novels, I feel like they're always written with the mindset that like someone who has never watched the show should be able to pick this up yes. and be able to follow along. So you get a lot of these like tedious explanations over and over of who's who. Yeah. But fanfic, 99 times out of 100, assumes that you are completely up to speed on the fucking show. Of course, you have to be. I mean, it's called fanfic. So I, where, where it has to be assumed that maybe you bought that Supernatural Witches Canyon book because you just thought that it was a good title. And you there were like, hot guys I, on the cover. Uh, I like witches and you canyons. Is, so. You say this is based on a show? <laughs> My God, I've never heard of this. I would love it if the Star Wars books were written like that from First Principles. Like, this is written for a person who's never heard of Star Wars. But they kind of are. Sometimes. I mean, you guys talk about all the time about how there's like way too much explanation of like who Han is and what his relationship yeah. to Chewie is. Like, okay, we fucking got it. And no. you would never get that shit. In a no, you're right. Fan. You're absolutely right. There's a lot of, I, 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 which to me, I, I assume is probably equal measure between like, oh, we have to write this as if someone might maybe has never heard of Star Wars. And also because that shit fills page space. Oh, if, yeah. If you're just like, hey, Han 
Solo, possessed of a roguish charm, and the <laughs> scruffy sc- smuggler captain of the Millennium Falcon. You're like, shit, I just got 26 words down. Whereas most fanfic authors are trying to get into the wank limit, you know? Yeah. Or, or they're doing a formula where they are, like, if it's a really long work, it often will be like a chapter of plot, a chapter of fucking, a chapter of plot, a chapter of fucking. Yeah. So they're usually... Don't waste words. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go ahead and also, this is just a theory I was I was working off when I was like, man, they don't really give this Ellen character. He's really mean to her and she's just kind of neutral and passive in response. And I was like, oh, I wonder if it's because they just don't give a shit if a woman is talking. I mean, there's that. There's it's always just, that. It's a yeah. waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, he she gives him the information he needs and they, they, they go down to help a witch named Martinique. Uh, who has a problem that demons have infested kudzu in Louisiana, and that's that's that that I mean, if you're not from that region of of the world, it's it's a invasive vine that uh, has taken over a huge swaths of the South. And how cruel is it to give me demon infested kudzu and not give me a plant tentacle rape scene? Come on, I, it's true. Just it's true. dangling it right in front it, of me. It, it even tries to strangle them, but around no, the neck. No. Yeah. And Dean, uh, Sam wasn't wearing a shirt when it tried to strangle him. I was like, surely this is where this is going. But no. No, it's not infesting that the the French Quarter. So no, (laughs) obviously not. Um, But Martinique is definitely there. Uh, You can almost get the impression that she's like, oh, these two these two brothers need to fuck pretty soon here. So I'm going to because her whole thing is like, hey, thanks for helping me fight the kudzu because we kind of come in post kudzu. They're doing a cleanup. Um, and both of them are talking about how absurd it is that kudzu has been possessed. And I kept thinking, that's eh, actually pretty clever because kudzu is <laughs> already pretty much half the South has been like, fuck it, let it take over everything. Right. We don't have time to keep fighting this. And if you're like, oh, if a demon took it over, you'd barely notice. Mm-hmm. It would keep swallowing cars and shit. And everyone in the South has the attitude that there's just nothing you can do about kudzu anyway. So they'd be like, well, I guess a demon owns this town now. I guess we better move. Like, yeah. It's not like we can tear it down. But um, we get we we visit them at the end of it. Yeah, well, they're, they're shirtless. They're working on it. The, the kudzu vines are trying to strangle them, but they're harmless because they've already sprayed most of it with plant killer. And as they're getting ready to leave, Martinique the witch is like, "Nah, you boys are staying here for at least a week. Uh, you're going to be eating food, uh, good food, and I'm going to teach that one how to cook." I think it was Dean. Dean. Obviously, Dean, because if you're the bottom, you're the one who has to learn how to cook. Clearly. Well, she gives an interesting explanation, which is that she doesn't want Sam to learn to cook because she thinks that that will get him on the road to learning spells. So even though she's a witch, she seems to not want Sam to become a witch, which is interesting. Yeah, obviously, because then he'd be a warlock. And I think he like he Sam gets into some shit later on like he gets like dark sam as a whole thing in a yeah, couple of course. seasons so which, be- which makes me want more sam willow fic well apparently there's a whole thread in sam dean fic where sam becomes like the prince of hell or something and dean is like his consort this is a very common trope <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how because of my rpg trained brain i went the other way and i was like sam becomes prince of hell and dean becomes the archangel of heaven or something and they have to fight and, fuck, and, al- and also have sex. And fuck fight, yeah. Now it's good omens. Oh my god, wait, can we have that fic? <laughs> <laughs> Someone commission me. Yes! I mean, after I've finished writing all the coffee table books, I have to write. Yeah, next time uh, there's a Sam Dean Big Bang, I'll sign up for that. <laughs> there you go. Uh, okay, so the two of them stay with her for like a week, eat really good fried chicken. And meanwhile, um, they're like getting back to interacting normally. Yes, they're, they're, they're like, getting It's ba- been like a week or two. They're not awkward around each other over having fucked accidentally, quote unquote. I'm glad to know that that's like the that's the refractory period after you fuck your brother. <laughs> just takes a week. You're over it. <laughs> You're just like, all right, fine. I guess that happened. <laughs> well, and this is also a big a big idea of why this pairing is justified in many people's minds that Sam and Dean had a really fucked up childhood. Yeah. So there are some fics where they're like, 
I guess we're fucking now. And they're not even really weird about it because they're like, our lives have been completely screwed up anyway. So why not have it be screwed up in this way too? Yeah. There's at least a little more of a lingering fucked upness here. <laughs> so at this point, and I, I've got to accelerate a little bit because it's like 50 minutes in now. Um, we, after they spend the week together getting back to normal and, and Dean learns to cook and all that, uh, they, I still think it's very, very funny that if you teach some man to, co- uh, to cook, he'll also learn to cast spells later. I've been waiting for that to happen with my husband. Has not happened yet. <laughs> hey, I'm a pretty good cook, too. I'm writing a cookbook. And let me go ahead and tell you, I can't cast any spells. Don't tell them that. You want your listeners to buy the book. So tell them it's a spell book as well as a cookbook. It, it is a spell book. And yeah. by the way, if you want to learn more about how it's a spell book, why don't you just come in with me to this walk-in freezer here at the Trader Joe's. <laughs> And I'll lock you guys in and you'll have to have sex. Yeah, not me, though. That'd be parasocial relationship abuse. I won't participate. Not good. Yeah. Consent problems. Yeah. So at, at the end of it, uh, Sam, I, I don't... Yeah, yeah it's Sam, Sam wants to go on vacation. He wants to go on vacation. He's like, I'm, I'm sick. The, o- the only reason we ever travel is to work. The only time we ever slow down is because one of us is fucked up real bad or because we have to study in a library. When can we just have a regular vacation? And look, I'm, I'm a ghost cipher now. I can sense every ghost everywhere and it turns my eyes yellow and I know when there's ghosts doing things. And we have a hunter network. I can just pass all these stupid hunts off to those guys and we can take some time. <laughs> and so they do. They go to New Orleans. Because Dean always gives Sam what he wants. Yeah. Uh, and in New Orleans, it's described as the two of them just having a great old time. They go on all the ghost tours, uh, finding that one of them is actually a real ghost is invading the building, which I thought was kind of cl- kind of cute, especially because it's played for laughs. Yeah. The, the ghost tries to chase them out by writing get out and blood on the walls. Uh, and then... All the tourists are scared. Oh, yeah, and out Sam and, and Dean are like, fucking seriously. Okay, I don't want to fight a ghost <laughs> right now. And they find out that the ghost is essentially harmless, and they're just like, fuck it, leave him in there. Who gives yeah. a shit? So... <laughs> They'll be able to charge more for tickets tomorrow because you wrote Get Out and Blood on the Walls. Yeah, exactly. And, and way before that movie came out, too. Yeah. All right. And that's when it's time to start getting back into the, the relationship. The two of them spend a little bit of time in New Orleans together, not really thinking about hunting, just kind of getting to know each other again. Uh, and then... So the inciting incident here is that finally Dean feels comfortable enough that he's like, hey, see those girls at the bar? Yes, that's Why it. don't we go pick up these girls? And Sam's like, no. And then they go back to the hotel and the lady... At the, this is a running trope on the show, by the way, that... Uh, you know, night clerks at hotels constantly think they're a gay couple. Yes. So the clerk at the hotel is like, do you want a king room? And Dean's like, no, I want a double room. And Sam's like, no, I want a king room. Which so I, Sam is instigating. No, I got that. <laughs> I, I, but the thing I found amusing about it, the the, the thought process for me was, uh, hey, hey, uh, D- hey, Sam, do you want to go hit on those girls over there? And Sam was like, no. And I was like, wait, that's their regular dynamic, though. De- <laughs> Dean's always like, I want to go hit on those girls over there. And Sam's like, I want a salad and a book. Well, according to the fic, what Sam usually says to Dean is, you go ahead. Yeah, But in fair. this case, he doesn't say you go ahead. He says, no. Yeah. Because he wants him for himself. Yes. So they're hammered. And they go into this hotel with the one bed. And Sam is just like, on Dean immediately. Yes, just shoves him onto the bed, pushes so him down. this is where we get into some consent problems. <laughs> and, you know, again, it's an incest fic. If it's an incest fic and there aren't any consent issues, that's when I get weirded out. Yeah, it would because be weirder. The whole, even with quote-unquote consensual adult incest, there are usually power dynamics within a family, which is the whole reason why consensual adult incest can still be a problem. Yeah, right? of course. Right, because it's not, it's often not actually super clean and consensual. In this case, first of all, they're both really drunk. Um, second of all, we've already established that Dean cannot deny Sam anything. Yes. And Dean is terrified of Sam leaving him. Yes. So, 
of course, Sam has a ton of power in this situation. Yes, and he's abusing it uh, at least a little, although I assume it's completely thoughtless, which is, which does not make it better. I mean, that that I would say that is left open by the fic, whether or not Sam is aware that he is able to manipulate Dean in this way. That's fair. I mean, one thing we never see Sam do is threaten to leave. Right. Um, which, which you'd think if he was like, oh, I'm holding a power over him because he's afraid I might leave. Uh, you, you'd think at a certain point to get his way, he'd be like, eh, I feel like I might go back to college or something. Well, but there is that moment where Dean is standing in the open door of the hotel room and he's nervous and Sam says, close the door in or out. Yes. So he has to make a choice. Yeah. I don't know what the choice would have been. I guess go back down to the... the <laughs> I really wanted that double room. Yeah. I'm going back to the girls. I'll see you later. <laughs> I'm going to leave you. Go ahead and put a sock on the door for whatever the hell it is you're about to do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. I think there's two major sex scenes that take place in New Orleans, and this is the first one. And the first one is very intense, uh, but it's a lot more of a a uh, metaphoric thing or, or just a... It's a fade to black. It's a fade to black. Because yeah. it just goes... It, it, the description comes out to be like, uh, and then I just gave Sam what he wanted, and I gave him everything he wanted and everything I had to give. Anyway, let's go to the next morning. Well, and notably, it's not first person. So this is an interesting kind of literary thing that's going on where the story is sort of first person limited in that it's, you know, it's it's third person, it's he, she. You're kind of in Dean's head and from Dean's POV, but mm-hmm. not to the point where you're getting all of Dean's thoughts and internal narrative. Yes. So while this is happening and Sam is basically seducing slash sexually assaulting, there's this term in fandom dub con, dubious consent, Mm -hmm. where it's not exactly non-con, but it's not exactly consensual. And, you know, in real life, I'm not crazy about that concept, but in fic, it's a whole trope. Fine. Um, You know, in, in real life, I'm more of a enthusiastic consent or no consent kind of like i'd like to draw the line cleanly there but in fic you have more room to explore this kind of in-between territory yeah at no point does dean say i don't want to have sex with you because that's gross but he says things like we can't do this we can't do this um which is not the same as i don't want to do this first of all um and then eventually there's like a whole angsty conversation where Dean is like, you don't want to be a hunter with me. You need to go have a normal life. And then Sam is like, I can't have a normal life. I have to be with you. You're the only person who understands me. And then Dean yeah. feels so bad that he agrees to have sex with him, which is so toxic and not good consent. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And notably, uh, I just want to point this out because, you know, at the beginning I said I constantly confuse which actor is playing which character yes. because it doesn't look right to me. There's a point in this in this sex description where... Uh, uh, Sam puts his hands on Dean's face, and then it says he bends down and right. And you're like, and, oh shit, he's the tall one. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I was like, oh, is he bending down because he's gonna blow him? Oh no, wait, he's the tall one. He's bending down for a regular normal kiss. I have jumped three steps ahead. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> Jared is like five inches taller than Jensen or something. It's pretty yes. dramatic. Yeah. So so he he, they, he needs to bend in for the kiss. Um, and this actually is the one that has the line in it that I like so much. Because before we get to the final, like, okay, this is the one that has all the buildup. Right. And then the surrender is, the, the the anal sex scene is the next one. This one is the one that kind of fades to black. But it does have the line where where Sam gets his hands on Dean's thighs and pushes them open. And, and Dean's like, I don't know about this. I don't know if this is what we want. And, and he goes, listen, bro, bro, if it's incest you're concerned about, it's not like we're going to have any two-headed babies or anything. We're brothers. <laughs> yeah. Which is like, oh, that makes everything better. And Dean even is like, that doesn't help. Um. That's I wasn't not what thinking I about the hear. Hatchbergs yeah. here. This is this this was something else for me. You, you understand that there's two compo- there's the psychological component to this as well, which is a much greater component of the taboo. In fact, <laughs> even for 
even for technically fertile fi- uh, uh, or pairings, I feel like the psychological component is probably more relevant. Yeah. But thank you for pointing out the argument that the two of us will not fuck up a Punnett square. Also, I mean, it, it, that is not a given in Sam Dean fic that one of them will not get pregnant because, of course, this is the fandom that gave birth to the Alpha, Beta, Omega verse. That's true. You do have a lot of M-preg has a ton stuff. of M-preg. Yeah. <laughs> Although, granted, in this one, as we pointed out, the only, outside of the ghosts, the only unrealistic thing that happens is the all-night boner. <laughs> that is the most fantastical element. <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, basically, yeah, it, it, it plays out the way that Claire was just saying. Uh, we really get into Sam's head or Dean's head as he's like, oh, my gosh, if I just let him do this, maybe he'll leave. Maybe he won't leave. I don't know what I want, but I'm just going to give him what he wants. Right. Because yeah. he's so sad. I'm going to fuck him because he's so sad and I just want to make him feel better. Yeah. Which oof. <laughs> big oof. <laughs> I've never considered trying that. Does that work? Hmm. <laughs> I'll have to go tell a bunch of people I'm very, very sad and see what happens. (laughs) Next time your girlfriend's super upset at you. (laughs) See how that goes over. We have a very... uh... We have a very conversational dynamic in those situations, so I don't know if the, I don't know if it would work that way. You got to get her more upset. Yeah. No, I definitely had a boyfriend at one point where we kind of mutually agreed that both of us liked it when the other one was crying, but it was not our fault. Oh, very good. Okay. <laughs> like if I'm if my significant other is crying and it's my fault, I feel terrible. Mm-hmm. If my significant other is crying and it's not my fault, then I get to like sweep in and be the loving hero, and maybe we can then have tearful, sexy times without me feeling guilty. Because mm, the lap dance is always better when the stripper's crying. Yeah, yeah. Said her name was Russell, <laughs> which I know is a homophobic joke. Thanks to the Bloodhound Gang, but to me, it's always been about how I have a friend named Russell. Yeah. All right. And then, yes, they have they have some sex and it, it fades to black. And there's so much here that we're kind of passing by uh, about the two of them being like, no, I, I don't think we can do this. And but but Sam, I th- or but Dean, I think we can do this. Give it's, me a reason not to. Yeah. yeah. The war's <laughs> over. The demon's gone. We can stop if we want. We can just live. <laughs> <sighs> and then they wake up the next morning and and uh, Dean is. uh, grasping the reality of the situation is it calls the whole thing fucked up right so you know again i appreciate incest fic where at least one character is like this is this is fucked up well normally Um, the the, uh the the, on i I don't know if this is a standard practice for ao3 but it's got a call out line at the beginning kind of like a standout line from the fic that and it's it's something like this isn't even the fourth weirdest or worst thing that's happened to me not this isn't even on the same planet as the worst shit that's happened to me uh and and that happened in the first sex the the accidental sex scene right so we kind of passed right by it but here we get dean saying this is seriously fucked up and then and then uh, uh sam saying really more than every other dumb thing we do yeah our entire lives are deeply fucked up which i feel like it's the kind of thing you can only really point out in fic uh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah because because you because ha- fic allows for that little tiny bit of e- extra meta that you're allowed to get into because yeah you're writing for an audience that is deeply aware of every single tiny aspect of the whole thing so they're they're very used to thinking in a meta a meta format if you had a situation where like Xander told Will like Buffy like I don't think we should go there tonight there's probably going to be vampires and I don't want to deal with that and and Willow could never, or uh, Buffy could never be like. No, there won't be, or, or of course there's vampires. There's always vampires. We always fight vampires. We always fight vampires, and 44 minutes after we start fighting vampires, we stop fighting vampires until next week. Except just Whedon, so there probably is a line like that I'm in Buffy. Sure. Yeah. I also have not watched very much Buffy. So. <laughs> I haven't watched it in like 20 years. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's you, you can get away with a line like, actually everything we do is fucked up if you stop and think about it, Dean. <laughs> yeah. Instead of like, 
No, we do try to live a normal life. It's just that we constantly fight Wendigos. <laughs> they just keep coming at me. <laughs> we fight all kinds of weird monsters that happen to look like guys with contact lenses. Anyway, um, at this point, the two of them kind of... This is the post-coital conversation sequence where they they are trying to test out the boundaries of what a new relationship would look like. They're, right, it's still kind of awkward. Mm-hmm. Dean's like, I don't know how I feel about this. Because again... It was not a great consensual enthusiastic night the night before. No, no. I mean, it was a great night, obviously. Clearly. Yeah, just spectacular. I mean, he gave I'm sure everything. Sam had a great time. I mean, it ended with him giving everything he had to give. Yeah, that's not necessarily a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> and more. But the interesting thing here is uh, in this section of the fic, Dean feels really kind of passive, like he's kind of in a daze almost. He's not taking the initiative. But then Sam like drags him to antique stores and estate sales and buys them wedding rings. That's right. I forgot about the fucking wedding rings. I, love I felt that. like that was a little too soon. I, I understand the fic's got places to be. <laughs> uh, I was thinking too soon in the context of their relationship. I'm like, I mean, they've been together for 26 years at this point, Jeff. <laughs> Put a ring on it, Sam. Come on. I mean, I feel like, okay, I, I'm just trying to think practically in my own, it, it, like, if I had, and uh, let me go ahead and create a hypothetical brother, because you know my brother, and I don't want to, I, I don't yeah, want to describe, mm, I don't want to describe that scenario, but let's mm. assume that I just fucked my hypothetical, not real brother. <laughs> I would, uh, and I was like, okay, well, I definitely want to do that again later. That's my current motivation and goal. I don't want to do anything over the top or weird that will draw attention to how unusual the circumstance is because I, I, I would like to kind of, I've gotten the bike rolling and I don't, I don't want to do any super hard turns right now. <laughs> it's kind of, it's in my head. So I was, so when he was like, well, we went antiquing until we found matching wedding rings. I was like, that would take me back out of it. I'd be like, but wait, that's, we- that's a power move on Sam's part, that's right? Fair, like you're you were right. talking about like getting out the keys. Yeah, I guess that's true. I'm, I'm, since I'm not such a uh, ultra dominant top of a person in my mind, I'm like, okay, I, I, I finally got this fucking thing working and I didn't think I would. And the last thing I want to do right now is break it. Um, so I, 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 that's true. I guess I'll never be a good top because I'm entirely too analytical. I'm learning something about myself today. <laughs> you're, you're too tentative. Sam's like, we're doing this yeah, now. We're, we're I just assume this. that I'm going to get my way with Dean. Yeah. I'm literally like a two encyclopedia Brown to be a top. I'm like, I'm like hold on. <laughs> if I do this, then this. <laughs> And obviously, you can't use a socket wrench if there's been a thunderstorm because of barometric pressure. Only Bugs Meanie wouldn't know that. Only the angler wouldn't know that. <laughs> the angler. Callback. <laughs> Bugsy crimes. <laughs> I was just telling someone the other day that if the Riddler had not existed from the 66 Batman TV show, he would have been a joke on our show by now. Oh, yeah. Because he because he is like a third string actual Batman joke character. And if you stop and evaluate him for a second, like, this is the dumbest one. And I'm counting <laughs> Mr. Freeze. <laughs> yes, Mr. Freeze's motivation makes way more sense, and his whole MO. Yeah, now we find, uh, b- before they go out, um, by the way, there's a point where Jazz comes streaming in the window, and I have my mind further in the gutter than they did. Oh, yeah. So when I was like, I was like, oh, dude, I, I thought we'd just pan to black. What are you talking about jizz for now? That's <laughs> unexpected. Well, that's a Star Wars problem, Jazz and jizz. You get them mixed up. Mm-hmm, yeah, <laughs> and then you wail. <laughs> But before they go out antiquing, they have an argument about who gets the shower. Because one of them takes way too long of showers, and I think it's probably Dean who takes way long of showers. Because that's exactly the kind of thing a bottom would do, is too many daily ablutions. Of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I feel like that's 
Part of what often puts me off from top-bottom dynamics is that I feel like people tend to treat them as male-female dynamics. That's that's the whole thing that squicks me out. Because when I'm talking about top-bottom dynamics in this respect, I'm not talking about BDSM. I'm talking about that segment of gay culture that's really into like, mm-hmm. there's a big personality difference between people who insert the penis and people who receive the penis. That grosses me out. Yes. And, and notably, it also assumes a normalization of people inserting penises at all right. uh, when that's actually kind of the minority of gay gay relationships. Right. Um, but anyway, yeah, you get this problem where he's like, you take forever in the shower, Dean. I don't even know what you're doing in there. A real man goes in there, shaves his face with a Bowie knife, maybe. Jerks off for 30 seconds to thoughts of Playmate <laughs> centerfolds. Yeah, and then and then strides out of the bathroom, still smelling like shit. All you did was wash your pits and your dick. <laughs> And he's like, no, I like to go in there and steam clean my hair. Each individual, I put the curlers on. And you're like, ah, this is this is the part of this I don't care for. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it's something that I've, I've normalized in reading about tops and bottoms that I'm like, I know what this means. It, it, and it doesn't surprise me to see it. But on evaluation, I'm like, I wish I didn't see so much of it. Right. Anyway, um, then we also get the, the scene where um, Sam belittles Dean about his age. You'll be turning 30 this year, you know. <laughs> Shut up, man. Well, and that, you know, you talked about how you thought it was interesting that Sam didn't kind of like manipulatively threaten to leave. Mm-hmm. This is also like kind of a manipulative thing to me, too, right? Like oh, pointing yeah. Pointing at his age. Your biological older. clock is ticking. Yeah. It's like, your brother or nothing. <laughs> you need to shack up with me, you spinster. <laughs> You know, our sister's already married. <laughs> All right. They do have a sister. Do they? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I, no, I don't. Yeah. You know what? It, I was thinking of their mom, Mary. Oh, yeah. She's already married. Yeah. Yeah. But she's uh, widowed. Hey. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I, I can't. I, I could have sworn there was a whole. You know what? I think there might just be one big sex scene. And in my head, I spread it into two. No, there's two. Because there's, I mean, there's three. There's the accidental sex scene at the beginning. Mm-hmm. There's the fade to black sex scene where Dean gives his all to Sam. And then there's sort of like the the more clear light of day, like we are both agreeing to do this one. That's the one where Dean is like, so they've been out antiquing, they get the rings, they come back to the hotel room, Sam puts down a bag from the drugstore, which we are to understand contains perhaps condoms and lube and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And Dean looks at it and is like, okay, this is really happening. That's where he's like, I'm going to need a steak before we do this. <laughs> so Dean is like still weirded out, still nervous. He has to get buzzed again. Like, this is not a good sign about your sexual relationship. Would you say that if going your partner to- needs to get drunk in order to have sex with you. That's true. Would you say that going to the drugstore to buy lube is the first responsible top act that Sam portrays in this? It's just another power move. It, it's I'm literally sure it's a- like, I am dictating what is going to happen. Yeah. I'm not going to talk to you about the fact that I'm going to go buy this. I'm just going to go buy it and then I'm going to set it down at a really prominent place on the table to let you know what the agenda for tonight is. I mean, that said, it's different than what I have to assume the first two sex acts consisted of, which was spitting on his own dick. I, 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 yeah, I'm going to yeah. go ahead. At least at least it's the first point where he's like, you know what? I hadn't really thought about what it's like to have your asshole stretched. I'm going to. Well, I think I, I the implication I was taking from the prior fade to black sex act or off screen sex acts were that they were not anal sex, not penetrative anal sex. Yeah. I think this is the first time they're having penetrative anal sex. That's so fair. And it that, is responsible to get the lube. Thank you very much, Sam. Yeah. That had been my thought, at least with the accidental one. I didn't think that they accidentally had anal sex. That That's difficult. <laughs> it's hard to have it on purpose sometimes. <laughs> It's hard to have a purpose every time. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, they, they, the second time is the one where we get the, the full anal description where he's uh, where we get the and you don't know that it's an anal description because you get a bit about like they're thrusting, but it's thrusting his thigh into Dean's crotch 
and not his dick into Dean's crotch. Um, right. It's and, sort of like there's fingers going in the butt, and mm-hmm. but it's like the word butt is not used. And also like the typical euphemisms for anus are not used like hole i don't like hole but a lot of people use hole like mm-hmm. in his hole i'm like that's not a hot word don't use that but there aren't a lot of hot butt words i don't so like I don't hole know. either but celebrity skin was pretty good yeah yeah, yeah. but no yeah you're right there there's it's pretty much just descriptions of thighs it's yeah. it's just like the, and they have very attractive thighs i'm not gonna lie these yeah guys, they're, so. it, they're, they're their thighs are rising and now their thighs are next to each other and sitting on top of each other it's all it's all thigh stuff we know there's a dick in there but after the first there's at least two i think yeah well yeah <laughs> But after the first description of cock, way back on the very first page, it, it, it goes Minimal to... Minimal cock. Yeah, it goes to very... Uh, I, I, I want to say a PG-13 brothers having anal sex scene. <laughs> I think you're at least at R, even if there's no dick in frame. Okay, fine. It's probably a soft R. Yes. Brothers having anal sex scene. Well, like scene. I was saying, it's Skinamax level. Yeah. yeah. You're, not, you're not... It's not hardcore where you're zooming in on the penetration act itself. Um, but again, it's like Sam is taking the lead here. Dean is just like laying back and apparently thinking he's just going to lay back and think of England. Like That's he true. He had to yeah. get buzzed. He's laying down. He's like, oh, this is uncomfortable. This hurts. Hurry up. And Sam's just like, oh, Dean. And Sam's like kissing all on him. And Dean's just like laying there uncomfortable. And he eventually decides, okay, I guess I'm into this and I'm going to participate, which I, I, I feel like that is something I have read a number of times in straight fic is yes. the... the uh, I'm doing this because it's my womanly matronly duty. And then all of a sudden, oh shit, wait, I like this. Yeah. I feel like the sub, and it's very subtextual if this is what is going on. The subtext is that Dean has always like low key wanted this, but couldn't let himself want it. And then the moment at which Sam first penetrates his butt is when he lets loose and finally embraces his desire for this. And he's telling himself, oh, it's really fucked up that I'm enjoying this. Like, it was already fucked up that I'm doing this. Now it's even more fucked up that I'm enjoying it. But I am finally enjoying it. So at least now we see the enthusiasm. Yeah. And I feel like that should be reversed. If you're like, it's fucked up that I'm doing this, but it's more fucked up that I'm enjoying this. I'd be like, no. No, you... It's, you can it, think it, or feel whatever you want. Really, the yeah. morality comes in with your actions, Dean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you might as well enjoy it, because otherwise, why are you doing it? Yeah. So, there you go. But yeah, um, this is also a, a troubling trope where someone is sort of like coerced, manipulated into doing something, but then halfway through, well, they were enjoying it all along, actually. Yeah, no, I don't care for that. <laughs> I should. I pointed out a second ago that I've read a lot of this in straight fic. I want to go ahead and go back and re-edit that to make hmm. sure that you know that I've read a lot of that in straight Fiction. Right. I have not read... Straight erotic fiction, In fact, not to, my, fan to fiction. my knowledge, I've never read a straight fic. Oh. A fan fic. Um, Loki, Sylvie, very good. Check it out. I don't even know if I'd call that straight. Neither of them is straight, and, well, and they're both genderqueer. E- e- yeah. Uh, well, actually, we don't know genderqueer. We know sex fluid, not That's gender That's fluid. That's fair. We, they, technically, they can both shapeshift, and they can turn into whatever they want, but so far on the show, they have not... Taken. I mean, that's that's canon to the characters, not canon to the show characters. Right. Yeah. In fact, we've seen a little bit of more. I mean, I don't know why I'm going in down this tangent right now. Oh, I wrote Quora answers about this, buddy. I have opinions. Uh, yeah. Because uh, it's notable that that in the comic books, uh, Loki's gender fluidity is is a notable thing that they consistently point out and, right. and make a, a deal. On the show, they've they've kind of divided up Loki's powers between the Lokis. Right. Um, right. So I, I don't know that they, that he can 
the, the thing is, we do know that Loki can shapeshift. Uh, and I cite, from my understanding, Thor Ragnarok, at which point we get the story about how the, the time he turned into a serpent because he, he knew that Thor found serpents so interesting and Thor picked up the serpent to admire it and then it turned back into Loki and stabbed him. Right, and we also see him turn into Steve at one point to like make fun of Steve. Yeah, so, although yeah. that could have just been illusion casting. But turning into a snake that Thor can pick up and look at and admire, that's... That's a, that's a whole separate step. So I think he can shapeshift. Sure. Yeah. But we have no idea what his, you know, gender identity is. That's true. He, maybe he could switch to a, a body with breasts and a vagina, but mm-hmm. brain still says men, man mentally. Yeah. He yeah. might have the same gender identity as my favorite non-binary pop culture figure, Gonzo. But anyway, Loki Sylvie Fick usually involves Loki having a dick and Sylvie having a vagina. Okay. So. That's fair. That's that fair. would be at least mechanically heterosexual. That's fair. Yeah. Anatomically heterosexual. I just don't want us to get a bunch of angry letters pointing out that there's no way that any sex between the two of them is straight, which uh, I think if you made I it have this opinions far, about that. But I think yeah. if you made it this far into this episode, you're going to be okay with it. Um, At me. <laughs> not me. <laughs> Leave me out of it. <laughs> but we get it ends on the, uh, the, the I love yous. Well, one I love you. Dean does not say it back. But he doesn't need to. Sam instead, doesn't need it, him to. Instead, it's it's uh, Sam saying it several times, and uh, Dean trying to get out of that situation where he's like, eh, but I'm uncomfortable with expressions of affection. Yeah, and in, in it, the response is, of course, the toppy, oh, no, you're going to have to sit there and take it. I'm going to hold you down and tell you I love you. Yeah, um, which, again, not a healthy dynamic, which I'm fine with for these characters, but yeah, let's yeah. just be super clear. Instead, <laughs> Dean's response is just like, a, a vague last ditch attempt to try and right the ship and be like, I guess it's you and me against the world then. Yeah, it's hard. It's easy to imagine several different line readings for that with varying levels of good ending or bad ending. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've had sex several times with your brother at this point. I'm not sure how many more endings you can still unlock. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there's an ending where Dean has actually realized that he is enthusiastic about this and is gung-ho for it. And then there's an ending where Dean is still like mired in shame and doubt. And it is not clear what emotional state of Dean is at the end of this fic. Yeah. Now, normally on Expounded Universe, we don't do any kind of ratings because we we take forever to read the books and instead we do a whole wrap up episode. Obviously, we can't do that here. So I'm not sure what we do to sum up. I I was thinking it'd be kind of fun to do it uh, uh, system mastery style and do favorite, least favorite. Sure. Um, and then, of course, I already asked you if you would wank to this, but I feel like that would, would be the I final question. Would I wank to question. this is one possible, but on Archive of Our Own, there's a little button at the bottom of every fic where you can give a fic kudos. Mm-hmm. So my question is, would you kudos this fic? Interesting. I feel like for me, I well, okay, let's get to that. That yeah. would have to be the third question. Yeah. What's your favorite thing? Hmm. My favorite thing is the depiction of Dean's dysfunctional attitude towards Sam of like the push pull of like, you know, I want I I, I feel this consuming need for you to be near me and to be with me. But also I can't express affection towards you. But also I think you probably should go away from me for your own good. But also I'm terrified of you going away from me. I feel like that dynamic is depicted uh, really accurately and compellingly in the fic. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say that there is an actual transition to this story that I appreciate. We start with, like you mentioned earlier, we get that description of the food that they eat at every step, like they mm-hmm. ate the chicken that felt like it was made by God at one point. But it starts with them eating ham, cheese, and egg bagels in a, in a cold car, drinking whiskey and Heineken just to stay warm. Uh, and it ends with them in terry cloth bathrobes in a New Orleans hotel room, and a waiter brings them serving... See, uh, uh, serving platters with with omelets, uh, bacon and ham 
And it's it's the same meal, except now it's gourmet because they're living their correct life. I like that. And that was after Dean had the line about like, you don't want to be on the road with me eating Hot Pockets all the time. And Sam's basically like, we don't have to eat Hot Pockets all the time. Exactly. He's just like, I'm, <laughs> I'm, going, to dis- I'm, I'm going to set aside your... your petty grievances about how this could never work and point out that it absolutely can. We spend all of our time scamming credit cards anyway. We could afford omelets. Yeah. Um, so I like that the, the fic maintains... There, there's a reason for that. A lot of the time when I'm reading these these fic books that we read for, uh, for Expounded Universe... Half the shit that gets descriptive detail in it is for no fucking reason, yeah. and you can tell. It never comes up again. It didn't matter when they said it. It didn't matter now. Here, even the food descriptions are transitory. They move from eating the cheap shit to the good shit uh, as they make their way from their bad life to their good life. That's going to be my favorite thing. Yeah, it's a consistent motif. That's yeah. how you can tell this person is an actual author, basically. <laughs> yes. Uh, what would you say is your least favorite thing here? It's a good question. I... I wanted more sex. Is that bad? No, you like, can say. I mean, we always, the rule for expanding <laughs> for the rule for system mastery favorite least favorite is literally anything. Yeah, which is funny because I keep saying it's the tone. Yeah, um, I uh, I like everything about the plot and the characterization of this fic. Like, mm-hmm. it is fucked up in the way that I want incest fic to be fucked up, and it is fucked up in the way that I want consent problems to be depicted, which is not excusing them leaving at least ambiguity in the fic so that it's cle- it's clear to me anyway that the author understands that it's a problem and the reader is supposed to understand that it's a problem right. as opposed to just acting like everything's hunky-dory. Um, but yeah, I, I, I wanted a longer sex scene <laughs> because that's what I need to wank. Okay, that's fair. Um, I'm going to go with Miley Sherry thing. And we came, it, it came up on the show. I don't much care for masculine feminization of top and bottom dynamics. Right. Uh, and I'm just going to... It's funny because I don't read a whole lot of fan any fanfic, really. So for me, that almost entirely comes from reading like advice columns, watching TV shows, and seeing it in true life. Um, I have... I have gay friends, I have gay relatives, and none of them live by this top-bottom fo- masculine-feminine dynamic. It is almost... I'm not going to say it's exclusively something that's from the world of fiction. I'm just saying that it feels like it's overrepresented in the world of fiction. Well, and my experience with fan fiction has actually been the opposite, that when I am reading Slash, usually the guys are versatile and there is still a lot of anal sex. So that is not super realistic. As you were saying, a lot of actual gay couples don't do a lot of the butt. Um, But they're usually versatile and it's usually not like clear masculine feminine top bottom dynamics that's fair um well that that said i'm talking about a subset of top bottom dyna- right that within that subset i find that the the uh the unspoken which one of you is the girl thing <laughs> yeah. always bothers me yeah just like it does in real life when you meet a gay couple and you're like all right which one of you is the girl you're like oh that's completely <laughs> that's regressive not how this works yeah <laughs> i'm but glad that you've decided to go halfway and only gone a quarter <laughs> so that's my least favorite thing um and then would you give this kudos? I would and I did. Okay, that's cool. Uh, I, I'll i go ahead and say sure, um, but I feel like I would probably want to read more to establish a baseline mm. to see if there's, it, it, whether I like this compared to other fix. Um, of, of the few I've read, I, I thought this was very professionally written. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the first thing that actually struck me. So I feel like just on that basis, because I spend so much time reading shitty Star Wars novels, that this is comparable to, or, or uh, supersedes what I read in shitty Star Wars novels all the time. Right. So there you go. Um, it, just because Del Rey published it doesn't mean it's better than shit that you can find for free on the internet. That That's the miracle of AO3 to me, that there's just all of this free short fiction 
and a lot of it is better than pro fiction and you can wank to a lot of it. It's mm-hmm. amazing. And the whole gifting economy of Phantom is incredible to me. Like how many of these stories come because someone went to a community and said, I have this idea for Sam and Dean porn. I think I would find it really hot, but I can't really write it. So would someone else write this for me? And then someone does. Yeah. One thing, I, I will say one thing I kept getting caught on in here is uh, onomatopoeic words I'd never seen before. Mm. Uh, there's a point where Sa- uh, Dean's shirt is described as all rusked. Oh, yeah, I didn't catch that. And I was like, I don't know what that means. And then later he tries to eel his way out of a situation. I did like eel his way out of it. I liked that a lot. <laughs> yeah, so th- a couple of those, they-, they took me out a little bit, but not so much as, again, like I encountered when I when I read Star Wars books and they're like, this is Ruben-esque. And I'm like, no, Ruben <laughs> is a guy. <laughs> Unless Star Wars has Ruben, you shouldn't use that word. Those droids got rascaled. <laughs> that, that one still, uh, that one became part of our lexicon because it's so out of place. But yeah, yeah. so there you go. Um I guess we'd both give this kudos, and uh, it was a fun fic to read. Um, even though it is completely out of my wheelhouse, I, I still was fine reading it. But, you know, that's because I try to pride myself on being an objective reviewer of weird things. Yeah, if we ever do fanfic again, I'm going to get something real bad for you. <laughs> That'll help me establish a baseline. Yes. <laughs> All right, well, thank you so much for uh, for doing this, for, for, uh, for taking up John Slack while he's off... Uh, meeting our fans in DC. Yeah, I've never subbed for John before. I've subbed for you a couple times on uh, Movie Mastery somehow, and Mastery somehow, uh, when you were inconsiderately having a child or something. Yes, one time when I was having a child and and uh, uh, and uh, also for a lot of, despite our, uh, what you'd think would be the norm between looking at the two of us, I'm the one who's always in the fucking hospital. Yeah, John just mopes around in bed a lot, but he can generally haul his carcass over to a microphone on a regular basis. Yeah. You actually get hospitalized from time to time. Yeah, well, I have a litany of extremely rare conditions. Or at least one. They're still looking for it. We're working on the House MD episode for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully he'll tell he'll tell me it's not phaochromocytoma because that'd be nice to learn. <laughs> it's lupus. That would be great. It's never lupus. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't explain anything wrong with me anyway. <laughs> All right, great. Well, thank you so much for joining us and uh Hey, everybody, I hope you enjoyed this. This was probably a tough one for a lot of you. Uh, uh, well, hopefully the people who is a tough one for just click over it. Go back to the Adventure Zone. Don't don't listen to this episode. Yeah, or the Adventure Zone. And thank That's you. Fair. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you later uh, with more Expounded Universe when we get right back on track. You all have a really good one. Mm-hmm.